Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This episode of Switchcraft is brought to you by patrons like Joe Tremonte. Support Switchcraft and my other content for as little as a dollar and get exclusive rewards at patreon.com slash run, jump, stomp. Episode 104 of Switchcraft is also brought to you by the Podnuts Tech Podcast Network. For normal tech fans, by normal tech fans. They have many different podcasts available. I want to talk about one of them today, and that's the Sports Nuts podcast. I don't care about sports, really, um, but I know that there's a lot of uh, people out there that do. And Tracy and Bruce are the host of the Sports Nuts podcast, and they discuss all kinds of sports news, current events, what organizations are doing right, what they're doing wrong. And this is all from the perspective of normal sports fans. And the reason I bring this up is because the the, the World Series just happened. Uh, people have been talking about baseball like crazy. And I guarantee if you want more stuff about the World Series, then you should probably check out Sports Nuts because they're probably going to be talking about that on their show. Thanks again to podnuts.com uh, t- for uh, supporting this show and uh, being a sponsor. Uh, that's P-O-D-N-U-T-Z dot com. Go over there and tell them that RJS says hello. Okie dokie. Switchcraft is recorded three times a week at 3 p.m. U.S. Eastern on Tuesday, Thursday, and also on Saturday, which is today, whenever time allows. Right now it's 11.16 a.m., and uh, you can tune in live at twitch.tv slash runjumpstomp. I want to thank the people who've already showed up uh, scrolling up to the top of Twitch chat. We've got Kodiak Moonwolf. Vaxer is here uh, scrolling down. We've got Patrick Man 85 Joel Mead24, and uh, there's a bunch of people lurking that I can see. You guys are all awesome. Thank you for coming out and hanging out with me. Just a quick note. Um, if you're a regular and you've been listening for a while and you've been in the discord community and you've been watching the Twitch streams, uh, what I'm going to do, actually what I've, I've currently got set up, Kodiak Moonwolf helped me set this up early, uh, earlier, um, is I've now got a calling in channel on the discord and what that is for, it's basically like a holding area. So I'm going to be in the on the air channel on Discord. And if I'm talking about something and you feel like you have an opinion about it that you want to share, uh, you can jump into the calling in channel. And I'll, I'll see you out of the corner of my eye. And if you're somebody who I recognize as, as a regular member of the community, uh, then I'll grab your name and drag it into the on the air section. And then you can tell me what you think about whatever it is that we're talking about. Um, so we're now going to have the ability to do live call-ins. Uh, that being said, it's only going to be for people who I've seen come to the shows and in the Discord community for a while. And that's just to cut down on trolls. All right, let's jump to the reviews. 
Um, actually, we can't jump to the reviews. We don't have any new reviews on, reviews on Apple Podcasts, but a very interesting thing that Kodiak just told me is that if you search in iTunes for Jump Superstar, uh, you can find my podcast, which is funny. I, I, I don't know how that happened, probably because Jump, Run, Jump, Stomp, and Nintendo and all that stuff is all kind of... Uh, beating the search algorithm and popping up as the top result uh, in podcasts when you look for that particular um, song, which is cool. Uh, anyway, email. If you want to email, you can do so runjumpstomp at gmail.com. You can tweet at me at runjumpstomp. You can call and leave a voicemail and I'll play it on the show, 260-RUN-JUMP. That's 260-786-5867. And, of course, you can join the Discord, like I mentioned before, at runjumpstomp.com slash Discord. Let's hit the news. You are about to come face-to-face with the advanced video technology of the Nintendo Entertainment System. Batteries not included. And Gadget sat down with Reggie fils He's the president of Nintendo of America. And they talked about all things Nintendo. And one of the things that they were talking about is how the Switch's library has matured. Some people say quickly. Some people say uh, it took too long. I personally think that, you know, it, it launched with very few games. And I think that part of that was because Nintendo kept everything so under wraps, uh, only announcing the actual console like three months before the console was out. I'm sure that some developers were given some lead time, but others were not. And that's why the Switch launched with very few games. I think another reason that that happened is because a lot of developers looked at Zelda and they said, I don't want to go anywhere near that. And they kind of cleared out a space around Zelda, uh, leaving not a whole lot to start with. That being said... Zelda had a over 100% attach rate for the Switch at the very beginning. And because of that, it, um, you know, it's a fantastic game and you can pour a whole lot of hours into it. And even though there weren't a lot of games on the Switch, I really didn't notice because I was having so much fun playing Zelda. Now, some people are now saying, looks like the, the Switch's game library is now maturing. Um, we've got over 200 titles on the Switch which is bananas in the first year. Uh, And a lot of them are smaller games from indie developers like Stardew Valley and Thumper. Um, But Reggie fils he said that they worked directly with the developers to give them uh, technical support. And one of the things that really helped the Switch, this is according to fils he said, for the independent developer community, we had support from Unity and Unreal. Uh, that was critical in terms of enabling them to make their content and bring it to our system. So basically, it made it made it very easy for um, those developers that made their games on other platforms to easily port it to the Switch, and that's a key thing. If it's if it's difficult, then you're going to turn a lot of developers away, especially smaller developers that don't have a lot of money to spend on a port. Uh, whereas the big developers like you know the EAs and the Ubisoft and etc 
they are going to be less likely to port because they're using high uh, high res artwork and things like that, and and they don't want to have to scale their game down. But most independent games are already scaled down, so it's easier for them to port things over. And it's really a it's a good thing that Nintendo had support from Unity and Unreal, which both of those are oh they're engines which allow people to make games easier. Uh, it it really lowers the the bar the barrier to entry by using one of these these engines and these engines are extremely popular because you can make uh, games in Unity and it'll work on an iPad it'll work on a Switch it'll work on an Xbox it'll work on a PlayStation it'll work on a PC that's why it was so important for Nintendo to get those um, engines on the Switch and it just made it a whole lot easier and the Wii U didn't launch with support for those third-party engines. So developers were stuck making their own engines or porting their own engines over, which is a problem, I think. Um, He went on to say, I think also what these developers saw was that Nintendo can help them from a discovery standpoint in a a variety of different ways. It's not only through our eShop, it's through the news feature on the Nintendo Switch we're providing if you will, a total opportunity, a large and growing install base, easy development tools, and the ability to get the word out, and that's working. So basically he's saying, look, these other platforms may have lots of games, but that makes it less, um, what's the word I'm looking for, less palatable for smaller developers to want to take a risk in porting to that system because how is anybody going to find their stuff? When you turn on the Switch... Every day, there's like this little column on the left-hand side of your screen that's telling you, hey, this is some new stuff here. And that's really good. And Nintendo's also been showcasing the Nindy developers, which I hate that term, but I'm going to use it anyway because people know what I'm talking about. Where they've, they, they go through and they pick certain games and they're like, look, these are games that we're showcasing on the Switch. And that really does help with um, getting people to notice your game. Uh, that plus the fact that the eShops started with so few games, it made it real easy for people to find these games. Now, as the eShop gets more and more crowded, that advantage of having a few games for a developer to compete with, that's going to wane, which is good for us as consumers because that means we're going to have more games but it's also going to make it more difficult for us to locate the games that we want. What's going on with the 3DS? Um, Fiza May said that each one has its own purpose. Uh, I, for one, have been one that has said over and over that Nintendo needs to leave the 3DS behind and move on to just the Switch. And I know that there's a lot of people who, like, they're holding on to their 3DS and they're like, you can have it when you rip it from my cold, dead hands. And I understand that. But the 3DS is an old system, and at some point, hardware manufacturers have to say, look, this is old hardware, we need to move on to the future, and I think the time for that is probably about six months ago. Now, Nintendo still hasn't really let the 3DS go, and here's what Reggie fils uh, his response is. If we have a customer who wants to play Super Mario Odyssey on their big screen, heads out and play Super Mario Run on their mobile device, and before they turn in for the night, they're playing a little Mario Party, we're perfectly happy. And I'm sure that you are, but when you bifurcate or trifurcate, if that's a word, uh, the market, your market, your own market like that, 
you're going to have it a lot less buy-in, I feel like. Because if I look at that last statement, uh, he says, in the end, we have somebody who wants to play Mario Odyssey on the big screen, heads out and plays Mario Run on their mobile device, and then Mario Party on their 3DS. I could do all of those things on my Switch. And that's why the Switch is so amazing. Nintendo seems to feel like the Switch is a console first and a portable second. And I think that's a mistake on their part. I think that Nintendo should definitely market this thing as a mobile platform first and a home con that 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 just happens to plug into your TV. I think you'll lower people's expectations for the amount of power that they're going to get out of the system by doing that. And it is amazing to be able to play these games portably. So anyway, that's the article. I'm not going to go on any more about it. Make sure that you click on the link in the show notes so you can, you can read the article yourself. I think they've done a great job uh, so far. And I know it sounds like I'm being critical of them. I think that they've done an amazing job. You know, Nintendo, I mean, the next story in the lineup, I'm not going to do a little sound between them this time. Uh, they just put out another great commercial for the Switch. And it showcases very little of it being plugged in. It's, it you know, it's a portable system and they're marketing it as such. But then their messaging is always a little bit differently. And I have to, I'm, I'm going to give Nintendo some kudos here. When we go back to the Wii U era, their marketing was terrible. It was absolutely atrocious. And the marketing on the Switch has been on point. They've been using good music in their ads. They've been showcasing 20-somethings. It it shows exactly what market that it is that they are chasing. And almost every commercial that I have seen for the Switch has been very good and enjoyable to watch and not cringy at all. Like the ones where the kids were trying to convince their parents to get them a Wii U with a PowerPoint presentation. You know, that's the kind of thing that's just kind of lame. Uh, anyway, sorry if you're out there and you convinced your parents to buy you something with a PowerPoint presentation. You know, more po- more power to you, but I I don't think there's a lot of you out there. All right, let's uh, move on. There's Rob, the video robot you control. He helps you take on the challenge of gyromite. You know, I just got done talking about how Nintendo has been really on point with their marketing, but I'm I'm going to call Nintendo to the carpet here. Is that a phrase? I think it is. Um, I'm going to hold their feet to the fire a little bit. And I think that Nintendo needs better accessibility options. Um, you know, I've always kind of thought this, but I haven't really said it very much. And the reason I'm talking about it now is there's this thread on Reddit uh, which is linked in the show notes, uh, there's a person who has Parkinson's, and they were complaining how Super Mario Odyssey is just about impossible for them to play because their hands shake all the time. And because of their hands shaking, it causes them to throw Cappy when they don't mean to. And Nintendo should, and this is something that I've said for a long time, Nintendo needs to give, uh, I never really thought of it as an accessibility issue, it's just an irritation issue with me, but now I'm thinking of it outside of just my own selfish needs and to help people in general. Nintendo needs to give us the ability to remap all of the buttons all of the time, anytime that we want, turn off motion controls, turn on motion controls anytime we want in any game. Honestly, 
I almost feel like it should be a system-wide setting. Now, I've never tried this on Xbox One, because I don't have one, or on my PS4, but I have heard that both of those systems will allow you to globally, on the entire system, change the inputs on your um, on your game controllers so that when you hit this button, it translates to this button. And I know one of my favorite controllers of, well, actually my favorite controller of all time is the Steam controller. Uh, the Steam controller, which if you don't know, let me grab one. All right, this is the Steam controller if you're watching the video. Uh, mine has a skin on it. Um, this thing is fantastic. Now, it's not perfect. There's some things that I would change about it. But the reason I love it so much is the software. The software that comes with the Steam controller is extremely customizable, and I can do just about anything I want using this controller. Uh, I can emulate a mouse and keyboard. Um, you can do amazing things with this controller. I played the entirety of the new Doom game using this controller on a computer, and I felt like I could keep up with the extremely fast-paced uh, gameplay no problem. And partly... That's because it's so customizable. Now, Nintendo controls are seldom customizable. We got just a little bit of taste of custom customizability, if that's a word, um, in Breath of the Wild. I don't feel like there's any that I know of in Super Mario Odyssey. And Nintendo just seems to be hit or miss on whether or not they include the ability for you to change the buttons to the way that you want them. So I'm just curious if if people out there uh, agree or disagree, you know, let me know as one of the in one of the ways that I that I mentioned at the top of the show. Do you wish that Nintendo would let you bind buttons the way that you want? Or do you prefer that there to be one way to do it? Because I know that some people don't want choices because when they're given a choice, then they spend less time playing the game and more time just customizing things. Well, I'm not sure if I like that. You know, that kind of thing. Uh, anyway, uh, I think that Nintendo needs better accessibility options, and let me know what you guys think about that. Let's move on. There are more great games sold separately, like Excite Bike, a programmable game, Kung Fu for high-flying action. The Nintendo Entertainment System comes complete with all you see here. Extra games sold separately. Your parent help you hook it up. Now, I just got done talking about how I selfishly want to remap buttons because I don't like where Nintendo sometimes picks where to put stuff. That's going to come back in gameplay. So what have I been playing since the last episode? Well, I played Super Metroid. Uh, I haven't had a chance to play any Super Mario Odyssey since the last episode because my son's been playing it. Um, so I decided yesterday I was going to stream um, Super Mario Odyssey after work, and my son wanted to play it. So I said, all right, I'll, I'll, I'll stream Super Metroid on my... Um, uh, Super Nintendo Classic, which I couldn't remember what it was called, so I had to look at it. It's over there. Um, and that game's really good. I had a lot of fun with it, but I really, really hate the controls. I despise them, and I wish that I could play this game on a Switch controller where I have more options. Um, the thing that I think that I hate most, the thing that I think that I hate... Okay, that was a good sentence is the thing that I think that I hate most, now that I've said that for the third time, is the fact that the special uh, buttons, like the missiles and the super missiles, uh, those are, and the regular shooting 
are all on the same button and you have to switch your weapons. And that drives me crazy. Now I understand that when they designed this game, the, you know, the Super Nintendo controller, it had four face buttons, start, select, a D-pad, and two uh, bumpers. That's all it had. But what this really made me feel like when I was playing it is, boy, I would really like it if Nintendo would bring out the virtual console and give me the ability to remap the buttons to how I want. Now, I, I know that they wouldn't give me a separate button to do my super attacks, but that's what I really wish would happen because it is infuriating to have to hit select to go through the list of, of abilities on the top. So if you've never played um, Super Metroid, something that I ran into yesterday uh, was I was fighting a boss. Um, chat told me that the boss's name was Kraid, and I was fighting Kraid because I had never played Super Metroid before. Calm down, everyone. Uh, but I was fighting Kraid, and the issue that I was having is that I would I would want to use my missiles against the boss in order to do damage against him. But there's all these other things floating around the room uh, that I have to shoot, and I don't want to waste my missiles because I only have 30 missiles. Uh, so I have to constantly switch between my missiles and my regular shot. Now, I know that I'm being whiny here. And I'm okay with that. But the game would just be better if missiles and the uh, the regular shot were just different buttons. Or if the missiles were... No, if they were just different buttons, it would make it so much better. And I'm going to continue playing that game because it's really, really fun. But muscling through the controls is quite infuriating. And it does make me curious as to how they've fixed this issue with Metroid 2, uh, with the re-release of Metroid 2 on the 3DS. Uh, that's the new Metroid game that came out this year. I'm curious if they have addressed that or if it still has the same button for all attacks because it's really irritating and I didn't like it. That being said, I really love the atmosphere of the game. Uh, the music is top-notch. I really enjoyed the music and I had a lot of fun playing it overall. Um, there's lots of secrets to find. And, um, I think that, oh, by the way, here, here's a spoiler for everyone. There's a run button in the game and I didn't realize that at first. And I couldn't get past like this one point and chat, somebody in chat was like, um, there's a button to make you run. And I just assumed that I had to find like boots that would make me run faster, but that wasn't the case. I just had to hold down the run button, uh, which was, I thought it was kind of funny. Uh, anyway, let's hit the lightning round, and then we'll talk about what is coming soon to the Switch. When you're ready for a real challenge, you're ready for Marble Madness. So I'm looking at a press release from Nintendo here, and it says that Super Mario Odyssey has become Nintendo's fastest-selling Super Mario game ever in the U.S. In just five days, the new Super Mario Odyssey video game for the Nintendo Switch system sold more than 1.1 million units in the U.S. alone, that makes it the fastest-selling Super Mario game ever in the U.S., surpassing the new Super Mario Bros. Wii game. Super Mario Odyssey is also the fastest-selling game so far for the Nintendo Switch. That's a pretty big deal. That surprised me because Splatoon is huge. Absolutely huge. And in Japan. And the fact that Super Mario Odyssey 
was able to beat that is very, very surprising. I guess in Japan, uh, Super Mario Odyssey sold through a 90% of its shipments. So that's actually really, really good to have that little stock still on the shelves. Now, some people might say, hold on a sec. How come? How could it possibly have outsold Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, which had a 100% attach rate at launch? Well, the reason for that is because Breath of the Wild sold at the console's launch, and there weren't very many switches to buy it on. So even though a lot of systems were sold, and a lot of Zelda was sold, there were just weren't as many places to put that cartridge into. Um, whereas, you know, six months later, is it six months now? I think so. Six months later, when we launch Super Mario, or when they launch Super Mario Odyssey, there's a lot more switches in the wild, so that means there's a lot more potential customers. Uh, anyway, I think this is really fantastic. They went on to say the game has already been enjoyed by well over a million people and is likely to be enjoyed by many more as those early players continue to spread their excitement for Mario. On Metacritic.com, this is all, by the way, their, their official press release. On Metacritic.com, which aggregates scores from certain reviewers, for example, the game currently has a critical review average of 97 with 43 perfect scores. And I don't like the term perfect. There is no game that's perfect. I would say that a 10 out of 10 or a 100 out of 100, whatever score that you want to give, that's like a masterpiece, not a perfect game. So let's not use the, that terminology, Nintendo. Um, this makes Super Mario Odyssey the best-reviewed game on Metacritic for any system of the last three years tied only with the Nintendo Switch launch title The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. Okay, so... That's pretty awesome, and I do think that, that Super Mario Odyssey deserves the kudos that it's getting. I just don't call it perfect. Uh, the, they went on to say, The public continues to respond positively to Mario's latest adventure, uh, said Fiza May. Nintendo of America's president and chief operating officer were also seeing sales momentum for the Nintendo Switch thanks to the ever-growing catalog of games from large publishers and indie developers. Um, so that's awesome. If you want to read the full press release, click on the link in the show notes. Uh, it's, you know, it goes on for a few more paragraphs. I think that Nintendo has had a fantastic year. And if you think about this, Christmas hasn't come yet. You know, as, as well as Nintendo's doing, they've, they've knocked all previous things out of the park. They're on track to match the Wii with their sales figures and they haven't had a holiday season yet that is fantastic and they've they've updated their projected numbers that i think that they said that they will they believe that they will sell 14 million switches in the first fiscal year which ends in march okay now why is that important because the wii u in its entire lifetime sold only sold 13.6 million so I think that Nintendo is doing very well with the Switch, and I'm very happy about it because I'm a fan of fantastic games, and Nintendo continuously puts out fantastic games, and they're much more likely to put out more fantastic games if they are being successful with them. Tonight, instead of just playing a video game, live it. All right, the games that are coming out November 7th. Doesn't look like there's anything coming before then, but I could be wrong. It's really difficult to find 
like one source that has all of the games that are coming out. Every time I try and find a source that has all of the games coming out, I'm like, okay, I think I've got it. And then somebody will email me and say, hey, man, you left off this game or you left off that game. And I'm like, dang it. Uh, so anyway, uh, November 7th, uh, Switch eShop uh, Sonic Forces is coming out, as well as Farming Simulator and Heroes of the Monkey Tavern. Uh, so those are the three games that are coming out in the 7th, and I'll have another podcast, I believe, on the 8th. No, on the 7th. So we'll talk about what comes out after that. After That, um, that is all the time that we have to, for today. If there's a story that I missed, let me know. If there's a topic that you'd like discussed, let me know. If you're looking for ways to support the show, you can do so by heading on over to runjumpstomp.com slash support. There you'll find links to my Amazon affiliate link where you can just buy the stuff that you normally buy from Amazon and I get a kickback and it doesn't actually cost you any extra money. You can join the Patreon at patreon.com slash runjumpstomp. You can buy uh, stuff off my wife's Etsy shop, which is etsy.com slash shop slash runjumpstomp. We've got some new products that are going to be coming quote unquote soon. Um, it's just as soon as we have time for her to sit down and make those things, it's been crazy around here lately. If you're looking for free ways to support the show, just share the show with a friend say, Hey, there's this bald weirdo that likes talking about Nintendo stuff. I think you should listen to him and then stick the earbuds in their ears and make them listen. I bet you they'll enjoy it. Just, you know, don't be too, too, too mean. Um, you can also review the show on Apple podcasts. We're all out of reviews to read. So I can't, I can't read any reviews if I don't have any. Um, but thank you so much to the people who have reviewed so far. It really does help us get higher up on the, um, on the, uh, on the charts. Um, let's see what else. Oh, thank you to Noteblock and Tom Winter for the use of your music. Uh, if you haven't already checked out their YouTube channels, please do. They're fantastic musicians and, uh, both very different styles of musicians. Uh, but they let me use their music on my show, and it's awesome. Um, thanks again to the to the mods and the chatters who are hanging out with me today. We had quite a few people. You guys are great. I appreciate it. And um, that's it for today. So I'm going to see you guys next on Tuesday. Have a great day, and goodbye. Switchcraft is brought to you by Audible. Audible is the publisher and distributor of the world's largest selection of digital audiobooks and spoken word content. Audible customers can listen anytime and anywhere to professionally narrated audiobooks across a wide range of genres, including bestsellers, new releases, sci-fi, romances, classics, and more. Get two free audiobooks to start. After 30 days, if you decide to cancel, you get to keep the books. If you decide to stay on, and you probably will, get one book every month for $14.95. In addition, you also get 30% off the price of additional audiobook purchases. Cancel anytime. Your books are yours to keep even if you cancel. You can sign up today for your free 30-day trial at runjumpstomp.com audible and directly support the show.